Hey guys, thank you for joining me today for another episode. So I hope everybody's doing well. I hope you guys are, are blessed and I hope you guys have a great day or have had a great day depending on when you're listening to this. But I hope this message again will be a blessing to you and really speak to you and uh, just be an encouragement to you. So the title of this message is, I was made for this. Have you ever bought something hoping it would do what it was made to do? Only to be disappointed when you realize that whoever made it lied to you. That is why so many people stick to certain brands. Brands that have a good track record of making products that will do what they're meant to do. I mean, think about it. When you try a product and it fails to do what it was supposed to do, your faith in that brand or the one who made it goes down. So you do what everyone else does and look for a better product from a trustworthy company that has a reputation for making a good product. My dad was a diehard Toyota person. I mean, he loved Toyota. He would drive them well over 300,000 miles. He was like, Jason, you can depend on them. They are low maintenance and dependable. They will run forever. Essentially, he was saying you can count on them to do what they were made to do and then some. He was the same way with motorcycles. You could not change his mind when it came to Honda motorcycles. He swore by them, just like he did with the Toyotas. Why? Because they had built a reputation for making a product that did what it was supposed to do, and then some. But he didn't just believe it you know, blindly. He put those vehicles and motorcycles to the test, and they held up. That made Honda and Toyota look really good in his eyes. When I was first uh, start, when I first started cycling, I bought an inexpensive bike from Walmart, and it did okay at first. But when I started riding more and more and putting a lot more miles on the bike, it started falling apart. I was on a 30-mile ride when I hit a bump, and 10 of the spokes broke out of the back tire. That bike was trash at that point, but I knew if I was going to ride a lot, I needed a bike that was made for that kind of riding. So I got a Trek bike, and I love it. It has definitely made me a fan. And that's what happens when something does what it was made to do. It honors the person or company that made it. It makes that person or company look good to the public. Then the public's faith in that company or product grows, and so does its reputation. What would happen if we all did what we were created to do? When creation does what it is created to do, it honors the creator. When the flowers bloom, they honor the creator. When the bees spread the pollen, they honor the creator. When the rain comes and waters the crops and or even the grass, it honors the creator. When you look at you know that beautiful sunset or that amazing view from the mountaintop, you are seeing creation honor its creator by doing what it was created to do. Are we doing what we are created to do? Are we honoring our creator like he deserves? Are we building a good, trustworthy reputation for our creator? One that would cause the public to put their faith in the creator. We are essentially his product. What does our life say about the one who made us? Listen to what the word says in Job chapter 12. I love this. Job chapter 12 verses 7 through 9 says, but ask the animals and they will instruct you. Ask the birds of the sky and they will tell you or speak to the earth and it will instruct you. Let 
the fish of the sea inform you? Which of all these does not know that the hand of the Lord has done this? If creation could speak audibly, it would tell you who the Creator is. But despite that, it sings His praise every day. So why don't we? Psalm 96, 11-12 says, Let heaven celebrate, let the earth rejoice, let the sea and everything in it roar, let the countryside and everything in it celebrate. Then all the trees of the forest too will shout joyfully. You might say, Jason, I don't know why I was created or what I was created to do. I will get to that in a few minutes. Let me start with what all of us were created to do. Have a relationship with the Creator. The Bible often uses the phrase, they walked with God or he walked among them, like in the garden. Walking with someone implies a fellowship, a relationship with that someone. It also implies that there is a regular, consistent habit of spending time with them. 1 John 1, 3 says, We have seen and heard, we proclaim to you also, so that you too may have fellowship with us and indeed our fellowship is with the father and with the, his son jesus christ genesis 5 20, 22 through 24 then enoch walked with god 300 years after he became the father of methuselah and he had other sons and daughters so all the days of enoch were 365 years enoch walked with god and he was not for God took him. You see how that talks about how he walked with God? And that's the same way with Noah. Genesis, Genesis 6 9 says, Noah walked with God. That means it's a regular thing, a consistent thing. It's just something that he did. It was a lifestyle. Leviticus 26 12 says, I will walk among you and be your God, and you will be my people. Jesus went to the cross to restore our relationship with God, to bring us back into fellowship with Him. God created, created us to walk with Him and, and to spend time with Him. Having a relationship means talking to Him and getting to know Him. Number two, we were created to praise Him and worship Him. Isaiah 43.21 The people whom I formed for myself, that they might declare my praise. Psalm 156, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Psalm 63, 3-4, because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. Hebrews thirteen fifteen. therefore, through him, talking about Jesus, let us continually offer up to God a sacrifice of praise. That is the fruit of our lips that confess his name. When it comes to worshiping him, that is not just singing. We worship him with our whole life. When we show grace and mercy to others, when we, uh, when we share the love of Christ or help those in need, we worship him. Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do, do it from the heart as something done for the Lord, not for people. 1 Corinthians 10.31 So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. 
The Bible says that we are created for God's glory, meaning in all that we do, we were created to honor God with our praise, worship, work, actions toward others, etc. Whatever we do, do it with excellence. At work, even if you hate it, do it with excellence because that honors God. You remember what he said, we're not supposed to do it for man. We don't do that work for your boss or for your man. You do an excellent job at your job because you want to honor God. My dad used, um, he used to always say, if you're going to do something right, or if you're going to do something, do it right or don't do it at all. Let me repeat that. If you're going to do something, do it right or don't do it at all. Using your gifts. When you were born, God equipped you with certain traits, gifts, abilities, etc. When you use them, you honor God. The Bible says we were fearfully and wonderfully made. If, you, if you're a people person who just has a knack for talking to people, when you use that gift, you honor God. You honor the God who gave it to you. When you have a gift for teaching and helping others or helping others learn and, or understand something and you use that gift, you glorify the one who gave you that gift. God has given everyone gifts, abilities, talents. There are things that you do naturally. They are uh, things that you will often gravitate to or do instinctively. Don't get me wrong. These abilities or gifts can most definitely be developed and improved. And you will most likely want to do that because you are in your element when you're using these gifts or abilities. These abilities, traits, and gifts can come out of, you know, can come in all kinds of ways and can be coupled with other things that also excite you or interest you. Let's say you have, a, you know, good people skills, love protecting others, um, but you also are great at teaching. You might do great in law enforcement and become an instructor or you could end up teaching people with disabilities how to advocate for themselves. My daughter came home from school after attending uh, the book club and she was so excited. She said, Dad, I wasn't nervous or shy. I opened up and talked and it felt so easy. She said, I found my people. I told her that is how it is when you are in your element when you are tapped into what God made you to do. You see, she has a love for books and literature. When she talks about books, she comes alive. And that's because that is how God wired her. It's her sweet spot, as author Max Licato would say. When you, know, when you find that sweet spot, we bring such joy to God's heart. Think about the joy you have in your heart when your kid does you know, does what they were made to do, and you see the favor of God on their life. When you see how happy it makes them doing what they were created to do, now that, you know, that pales in comparison to the joy it brings God to see you living in that sweet spot. Max Licato says, stand at the intersection of your affections and successes and find your uniqueness. Where your everyday overlaps, where your everyday life overlaps with God's glory and your strengths is where your, your sweet spot is at. If we live in that sweet spot, if we can find that sweet spot where we can honor God in every aspect of our life, where we can honor God 
with the things that he, with the gifts and abilities that he created us with, that he gave us. When you were born and he packed that bag and he put those things in your bag, you were bent a certain way. And when we find that natural bent, when we find that sweet spot where we can utilize those gifts in our everyday life and we can do it all for his glory, man, that is such an amazing feeling. And we bring such joy to his heart. We can also walk in peace and victory. This is another way that, you know, uh, something else that we were created for. We were made to walk in his peace and victory. Matthew 5, 9 uh, says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. James three eighteen, And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Proverbs 16, 7, When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. 1 John 5, 4, Because everyone who has been born from God has won the victory over the world, our faith is what wins the victory over the world. Isaiah 54, 17, No weapon formed against me shall prosper, and every tongue formed against me shall be condemned. My righteousness is of the Lord. When we walk in peace, and we walk in victory, in confidence in God's word, we honor him. And that's something that we were made for. In closing, I will say this. We were made for his glory. So when we live a life that does not honor him or bring glory to his name, we are not doing what we were created to do, which means the public view of God is diminished. But when we spend time with him, treat others with love, do all things with excellence, and use the gifts and talents he gave us, and remember to give him all the praise, we do what we were created to do. When I found the church that I currently go to, I immediately got involved and offered to help because if I'm using my gifts and my God-given abilities to serve others in His name, He gets all the glory. And creation is bringing honor to the Creator. Just going to the gym at my apartments, God put someone in my path that was hungry to grow. And teaching is my gift, so I offered to help Him. When you open your life up to God and let him have free reign, he will use you in the most unexpected ways. And not only will you bring glory to him, but when we do what we were made to do, others are blessed. God, thank you so much. Thank you for your word. And thank you that your word says that we were made in your image and in the likeness of you. That means we are a reflection of you, the creator. Help us to live a life that reflects you, Lord, accurately. A life that reflects your abundant love, mercy, and grace. Help us to remember to honor you in all that we do, to worship you with everything that we have, and to praise you for you are worthy to be praised. Thank you for your favor, God, and let us sing of your goodness. Consume our hearts, Lord, and let us... Let our works be evidence that we belong to you and our lives be evidence of the salvation given to us through Jesus. Help, Lord, help your people to live in their sweet spot and be able to say, this is what I was made for. Use us, Lord, to show the world the power of the cross 
and the freedom and victory and peace that is found in Jesus. In all this, let us bring glory and honor to your name. Amen.